Hi, hello, welcome to another episode of Isaiah's Newsstand. It's your host, Isaiah Edwards. The date is September the 30th, 2023. Hopefully this episode finds you well in good spirits and high hopes. As for me, I'm doing all right so far on this Saturday. Overall, I, I should say good, but I gotta tell you, I had the worst sleep. Just the worst. I, um... You know, I was chilling. I was thinking to myself, hey, like, it seems like I, I am a little bit more on the mend. You know, I'm doing better, you know, in terms of walking around. That's good. And then, sure enough, the night came. And, like, I don't know. I feel like it's, like, the swelling or something like that. My my foot just went crazy. So I was able to, like, fall asleep for, like, 20, 30 minutes. But, of course, I, like, fell asleep with things on. So then I woke up. I was like, ugh, this wasn't good. And I just felt, like, just the throbbing. And I was like, oh, no. And at one point I was able to fall back asleep and then I think I woke up maybe an hour or so later and you know that thing where you're it's a mix between you're in pain but you're also very tired so like there's just like this delusional kind of vibe kind of generating out of you and you're just rolling around like that's where I was at and at one point I think I needed to take a piss or get some water. I think it was like a kind of combination thing. And I, I was trying to tough it out, be like, oh, I didn't need to get the um the Advil. I'm fine. I can just go to sleep. I was like, no, I'm going to do two things. I'm going to get out of bed. I'm going to like, just step. I'm going to just, just mash my foot against the ground until I fall over. And then I'm going to do all the stuff I need to do. Like, I was just crazed. I was in friends. I, I don't know. Like, it was not a fun, fun moment. I didn't do that, by the way. I just got up and was happy to to stand. And I hobbled over, got all the stuff I needed to get done done. Um, I think later I, I put some ice on it. I, I did the whole nine. So, you know, it was just, it was not a fun night. But here we are. It's Saturday. I got my laundry done. So that's good. We love to see that. I got some donuts in me, plus a sticky bun. We love to see that. Thank you, Jupiter Donuts. So, yeah, it, it, it's been a good day so far um and yet again you know the the, the sun is, is shining and i i'm able to walk so that's good <laughs> it's just you know i still can't do my full workout still can't do you know the walks i want to do but you know the story is going on it continues uh let's see uh, i don't think there's really anything any any other personal news i really wanted to report so i'm going to take my little startup and then we will get into some news All right, um, from the BBC News, Nagorno-Karabakh, Armenia says 100,000 refugees flee region. Um, so yeah, I mean, this is just another update. I uh, won't really stick on it too long. I will say, when this shit started, I did not expect, like, you know, just running through it, like, thinking, like, okay, maybe a good chunk of the people are going to be leaving, but not everyone, but uh, more or less, it's down to, like, maybe there's, like, a hundred, maybe a couple hundred people still remaining there. So like either elderly or just people who just literally can't move or just outright do not want to. Um, 
you know, that's more or less it. And in a way, I can understand the conversation of that's an ethnic cleansing in and of itself. Like, even if you say on paper, you know, we were accommodating to these people, but it didn't seem that way. Also, another thing I wanted to report while we're on the subject, I believe from the fuel depot uh, explosion on Monday, we did cover that. The number, the death toll has gone up to, uh, I think, uh, oh, I think they're doing the whole thing. Or let me just read it. In addition to those killed during the uh, Azerbaijani military operation, at least 170 people were killed in a huge explosion at a fuel depot in Nagorno-Karabakh on Monday. So the number has gone up, at least from the last I reported it. Uh, so that's unfortunate, but um, yeah, I'm, you know, just wanted to just update there. I felt like it was worth uh, talking about being that literally... You know, we started this shit, what, about a week and a half ago or something like that, you know, and here we are now, like, just everyone just had to, like, more or less clear out because it just, shit just was seeming so scary, uh, and you can understand that, so, uh, all right, we can go ahead and move along, I got another BBC news story, uh, five alleged Russian spies appear in London court. Now, I don't know, this does, this story felt eerily familiar. I was like, did I cover this? Did I cover this? I'm like, no, this is a new batch, a new batch of spies. Season two. Uh, five people accused of being part of a Russian spy ring operating in the UK have appeared in court. Bulgarian nationals Orlin Rusev, Bizer de Hambazov, Katrin Ivanova, Ivan Strait, Strayanov, Strayanov, and Vanya Gabirova allegedly conspired to gather information which would be useful to an enemy. Uh, it is alleged they carried out surveillance on people in places targeted by Russia uh, between August of 2020 and February 2023. The suspects were remanded in custody. Let's see. They didn't say much so far in terms of like their hearings or whatever. Uh, they did confirm like their date of birth and their names. So I guess we'll just go ahead and do, give that rundown yet again. Orlin Rusev, 45 years old of Great Yarmouth, Norfolk. Bizer D. Hambabazov, 41 of Harrow, Northwest London. Katrina Ivanova, 31 of the same Harrow address. Ivan Stoyanov of Greenford, West London, and Vanya Gabernova, 29, from Churchway, Northwest London. Uh, let's see. They do talk about uh, Stoyanova, or Stoyanov, a uh, decent amount. And I do remember like listening to a BBC um, you know, coverage on this on their podcast. But his nickname, the Destroyer, in his like amateur mixed martial arts, you know, situation, uh, you know, he has been on, you know, TV or at least you know YouTube coverage, which is more or less TV these days. I feel like. Uh, let's see. He he practice uh, practices what is called uh, combat sambo fights. Uh, which is a form of martial arts popular in Eastern Europe. Now, I initially was like, oh, shit, Sambo. Like, that, that triggers something I was worried. But it, it does, you know, check out. It's like a real style of fighting. Uh, it does seem pretty interesting. It's like a jiu-jitsu, but way wider, I feel like. But not in, like, necessarily a bad way. But, yeah, just a little different. It incorporates uh, 
various wrestling, you know, techniques, yada, yada, yada. Um, let's see here. Uh, also, if it does turn out that I'm wrong and I did already cover this, it is the same set of spies, then my bad. Y'all know I've done that before. I'm not perfect. And this felt like a completely new story. So, you know, I'm hoping, I'm hoping that this is another set. Because uh, like I said, I mean, spy shit is important. You know, obviously people can die. There's ramifications, yada, yada. But I've said it before. I'll say it again. Every country does it. You're only mad when it happens in your country. And then you're mad at the country that did it to you. But as an American, I feel like I can't talk shit because we literally spy on our own homies. Like, we spy on everybody. So, I don't know. I, I just don't freak out about it. Um, and I just find it interesting to cover that shit. Uh, but yeah, sticking in the BBC News world, I can't get out. Uh, I'm sure I could have. This is a New York story. <laughs> uh, New York City, state of emergency declared over flash flooding. Uh, let's Let's get into this. This is some high waters. Uh, a state of emergency has been declared in New York City as strong storms bring flash flooding. Many of the city's subway systems, streets, and highways have flooded, while at least one terminal at LaGuardia Airport closed on Friday before reopening later. Up to 8 inches, or 20 centimeters, of rain fell in some parts of the city, but skies had calmed slightly by the evening. This is a dangerous, life-threatening storm. Gav- uh, Governor Kat- Kathy Holchel. Jeez, Pete's. I can't blah, blah, talk. I am declaring a state of emergency across New York City, Long Island, and the Hudson Valley due to the extreme rainfall we're seeing throughout the region, Governor Holchel said on X, formerly known as Twitter. Love when you have to say the whole thing. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's definitely just been a really wet and wild ride this week for New Yorkers. Um, I was watching a video of like just these people on a bus and you just see the water just flowing in and it just gets worse and worse and worse. And like, there's almost like this weird kind of calm on the bus. It doesn't feel like people are freaking out. Like I would, I would think I'd freak out in that situation. People are just literally like just putting their feet up and, you know, just kind of riding the right way. I'm like, you guys are like taking water. (laughs) Um, I would be so freaked out. I've never been in a flood type situation before, so that would definitely scare me. Uh, it does seem too that this has become a um, uh, you know point of contention because it's happening more and more often, and it especially affects affects people. It affects all people. Like no one escapes this. The rich and the poor. I know that like if you're any kind of business owner, your shit is fucked. Like there's there's just nothing you can do, and the shit is becoming so common. Uh, insurance companies are like, yeah, we're not giving you flood insurance. So, like, when these things happen now, your equipment, all this kind of shit, it's damaged. What are you going to fucking do? Um, for, obviously, the people who are poor, you need public transit. And it's like, well, good, at least that New York has that. But what are you going to do when these, the metro, the subway, all these things are literally flooded? And not to mention, there's no, like, backup plan. There's no, like, direction everyone's just taking water and it's just now we're we're in water world now hopefully you're kevin costner and you can hang and if you get that joke you're fucking based um but yeah i mean it's a sad situation i think you know we've covered new york city a little bit in terms of it is a sinking city it is like in a venice kind of vibe uh you know with climate change things don't look good things uh it's looking rough it's looking rough for the city 
but um, you know, I know the people are going to endure. Uh, luckily, so far, I haven't heard of any loss of life or anything like that, any kind of critical injuries. Hopefully, that stays that way. But yeah, you know, I just wanted to talk about the situation in New York, taking on water. All right, so let's go ahead and move on to our last story of the day, uh, which means we take my break, and then we'll close this out. All right. <clears throat> Our last story comes from the entrepreneur. Christian and <coughs> oh boy, I'm I'm getting influenced right now. <coughs> mm. <coughs> Christian influencer found guilty of defrauding dozens, ordered to pay nearly $90,000. Um, so we're talking about Dana Sh- Channel. I think that's how you pronounce her name. I'm I'm probably wrong. It's probably Dana Chanel. It's probably it's probably fancy. Probably fancy. A Christian influencer is taking heat for her not so holy practices after being accused of scamming dozens of clients and being ordered to pay the or pay them nearly eighty seven thousand dollars. Um, let's see here, Dana Chanel whose real name is Casey Oliveira, uh, probably getting both these names wrong, uh, has over 1.1 million followers on Instagram, where she promoted two companies she co-owns, Credit Examiners, a credit repair company, and Alakazam Apps, an app developer. Jeez, <laughs> um, old This already feels cautionary at the, at the, at the top. Um... Now, y'all know me. I love a good fraud. I love a good heist. I cannot look away. And, you know, of course, Dana, she just had this Christian grift, apparently. She's been, you know, working this up. And um, sadly, it was effective. It got, it took people in. And it's, it's under the thing of, like, we always want to go to a face that we can trust. I, I think an anecdotal example just for myself uh, I remember growing up and seeing, um, fuck, what's his fucking name? Rush, uh, the dude, he was like the Run DMC's brother guy or whatever. Russell Simmons, my God, I can't, had to dig up his fucking name. But he had the Rush card. And it was supposed to be credit for, like, black people. It's supposed to help black people, you know, impoverished people. But it's a credit card, dude. Like, what do you mean? No, and of course, you do the math, you do the logistics on this, and none of this shit is helpful. Um, I don't know if that guy, uh, Russell Simmons ever, you know, got sued or anything like that, but needless to say, I don't think he pulled anyone out of poverty with his credit card. And I don't think Dana Chanel was doing anyone any favors with her two, um, you know, little apps. And essentially people were buying in either to help for their credit or to build an app for their, you know, their business or, you know, to make it, you know, venture happen. And essentially, in both these cases, people paid upwards of $2,000 for services that they never received, and then asking for their money back, never got a refund. Essentially, constantly calling, harassing, you know, 
um, you know, these developers, you know, these companies, and just getting nothing back in return, just getting the runaround. So obviously, it's very frustrating. It's very sad. Uh, you're trying to make a thing happen. And, and of course, you're buying the bit, right? Like, this is a person who's talking about God, religion, their family, how much all these things matter, doing the right thing, blah, 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 blah. Very self-help, very positive, right? Very giving wellness, no? But, of course, these people are just taking advantage of you. Like, that's just fucked up. <laughs> like, I don't, I, me personally, as a person who is in the sphere, even though I'm not a popular banging, booming dude, like, I do create content. I, I do have the goals of, quote unquote, being an influencer. But you have to understand that, like, you're not supposed to use your power to, like, make money in that way. And it's like, yeah, like, I get it. Like, have a Patreon, like, do a, a thing. But, like, to me, I've always equated something like that as, like, a tip jar. Uh, and if I ever blew up in my, you know, my hypothetical heart of hearts, like, yeah, I could sell out and do some fucking commercials, but that's it. I'm going to just, I'm just selling you the same kind of shit that you'd find on a fucking TV screen. I'm not going to like get really fucking innovative and like, I don't know, make a Ponzi scheme or, you know, make a, make an app that literally is doing absolutely nothing and just siphoning, just taking people's money. <laughs> Cause that's, that's more or less what it seems like she was doing. Uh, let's see here. In the original lawsuit, which was filed in 20, November of 2021, one customer who enrolled in credit examiners claimed she was told the, her, the service uh, would help remove delinquent credit accounts uh, for her, but it did no such thing. She claimed she received no refund and had paid the company over $2,000. And another complaint from a nonprofit owner alleged that she paid Chanel and Alakazam apps over $2,000 to help develop a custom app for her company that never came to fruition, even after she tried to follow up at least 10 times. She also claims she did not receive a refund. Like, that, that's the worst feeling, right? You're just hitting the motherfuckers up, hitting the motherfuckers up. Hey, hey, what's up? I'm just, you know, to whom it may concern, like, I'm just checking up on my app. Uh, how, how is it going? And you're just getting nothing. Just, like, either static or just bullshit. Like, I don't even know what feels worse in that situation. Uh, let's see here. I think we got a little bit more to close out. Uh, Chanel is also the founder of Sprinkle of Jesus, a Christian mobile app, and Curl Bible, a hair and skincare brand. Like, so, I mean, she's just keeping the hustle going. And I don't like calling it a hustle. I think a hustle is fine. And it's a hustle is a quote unquote noble endeavor to me because at the end of the day, you're just trying to make a way in this world. So you got to do a little side job, side job for your side job. Okay, do your thing. Hustle is a hustle. But a grift is fucking malicious. I think that's really uh, a just terrible thing to do to fellow humanity. I get it. We're all crabs in the bucket. But when you start pinching your fellow man to get up, it's just going to be like, you know, that's fucked up. That's foul. Uh, and, I, and I do feel like this is what, you know, she's doing. Um, and I'm glad, you know, she's having to pay up for that. <laughs> um, you know, <sighs> I don't know. Man. It's just crazy. It's a crazy world we live in, no? Uh, but that's really all I have for today. I wanted to keep it short and sweet. I know I, uh, you know, was long in the tooth last episode talking about fucking old ass debates but you know that's a part of the job uh let's see if you would like to support the effort uh i don't have an app for you sorry i can't uh, delete any credit but i do have a patreon patreon.com so there's a news and at the top of the month i will do my utmost best to uh shout you out on the podcast you know shout out your newsy status to the world i will um plug a project thing you're on thing you're doing you know We'll link and build in that regard. Uh, but yeah, that's a thing, and it would mean a lot if you did that. 
Uh, free ways to hit me up, IsaiahNews1 at gmail.com. And then I'm on all of the socials. That's right, X, only known as Twitter. You can find me on the podcast there. Uh, meta, all of it. You know, I don't, I don't like doing the rundown. It takes too long. Uh, let's see here. YouTube, though, that's important. Please subscribe. I'm trying to get those numbers up. Uh, please hit the thumbs up on the episode while you're there. I got a wonderful comment the other day. And, like, it just felt so good. Like, I think that's what a stone, like a store owner feels like when they get their first dollar. Like, that's why they put that motherfucker up. Like, we did it. We did it, Joe. And I know that's not my first comment, but it just feels good whenever you get one. It just, it's just nice. It just feels good. It feels wholesome. And, you know, we just love to see it. So, yeah, those are great. Um, all the reviews, positive reviews. We love to see those. Um, so, yeah, thank you so much. And hopefully I see you soon for some more good news. I love you. Bye-bye. Mwah.